Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down... Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to once again the Bass Cag. Uh, brother, this is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatin. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal. Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. Happy you here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. What's going on, Facebook Live, YouTube listeners of the podcast? Welcome. Hey, Jay. Hey, Bri. <laughs> <laughs> this, should, this should be fun. This should be fun. We, uh, we opted to not have a guest on this evening. We just wanted to uh, kind of run a solo show and talk a little bit about what we got going on what we got coming up maybe some other hot topics or something i don't know but uh it should be a fun show we haven't done one of these in a hot minute we always got a guest on so should should be a good one yes sirree <laughs> that means jay's gotta talk tonight nope <laughs> one word well that was two. Oh, that was two as well no that was three what's up nicholas watching on youtube hope you're well man hope you're well but uh yeah what's good man i i mean we've both been talking on the phone obviously quite a bit and it's like Mm -hmm. we should just do a podcast right now because like i know our conversations i feel like the the past two have definitely been like there would have been pretty good podcasts i think what was Uh, it last night i think we were on the phone for like an hour and 40 last night was an hour and 40 I'm gonna no, look. No way, dude. It was. I don't a- even like talking to you that long. There's no. I have like a, an alarm that goes off. <laughs> Hour and thirty seven minutes. That, there's no way, <laughs> dude. <laughs> iPhone doesn't lie, bro. Well, I think you pretty much said it in the very beginning. iPhone. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. But uh, no, it's good, man. We've uh, we've been bouncing some ideas off each other. We're both kind of yep. doing some some new stuff this fall. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, I mean, fishing season is kind of wound down for the both of us, uh, which you know is good and bad. Like I miss that fall bite, but at the same time, like I think I was telling you, and I know I told my old man, I'm like hunting seasons like three months out of the year i could fish all year round so oh sure you know i kind of shut down and get ready for that and kind it's of ex- it's focused. exciting though right you know what i mean it's like you wait this whole year you know you wait all year i mean at least for deer you know and then you know it's upon us and you know you've got new places i've got new places it's like so it's like all right cool let's get out there well it's it's the same like maybe not necessarily for you anymore, Mr. Tennessee, but you know, you wait all winter for it to start warming up so you can hit that open water fishing bite again, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it's kind of that same feeling, you know? Yeah. I mean, you get through the whole fishing show season and, uh, you know, and then it's, it's all right, let's, uh, let's, let's get back on the water. You know, you get all amped up through the winter and, ice fishing and all that stuff and uh you know all that good stuff uh nicholas says the fall bite is tough here in maryland maybe you just just gotta go follow around uh uh, Derek brundles up that way man just go find that guy and follow him around for a minute him or uh you that or switch it up man go for something different yeah, I know. Like, it's funny. I, I was on uh, the Noob Show that aired this week uh, with Sean and Susie. Uh, Susie's been co-hosting with Sean, so that's kind of a, a cool dynamic there. Um, but we were talking about fall transitions. I'd recommend go go listen to that show. You know, it's uh, there was a lot of good insight on it. I remember we finished recording, I think it was like Sunday night or something, but um, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, there's a lot of good info in there. It kind of makes me want to, you know, get back out there a few more times before I uh, hang up the fishing rods for the year. Um, just because, you know, your techniques are a little bit different than than summer and things like that. You know, it's, uh, you know, jerk bite bait starts coming into play. Crank baits. Crank baits. Yeah. yeah uh we were talking about like sh- uh, how shad start to die off. So, you know, mm-hmm. using like a flutter spoon or a uh, uh, weightless. Um... God, I, why do I always forget the name of this? Uh, a weightless fluke. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know? So you got that slow <clears throat> fall and a little yep. bit of flash as it's dropping down mm-hmm. in that water column and they'll come up and smash it, you know? Yeah. It's, fall fall time you know those bass are putting on the feedback getting ready for winter and again depends where you're at you know nicholas is obviously in the north being in maryland so you know they're going to push up shallow start chasing around mm-hmm. you know bait fish things like that and just just feeding you know um but i remember the first 20 inch bass i caught out of a kayak was it's like end of september beginning of october here on the home lake and uh, I was just ripping a chatterbait through the weeds, and he just yeah. smoked it, you know? I love the power fishing bite, man. I mean, 
you know, fall like cranking is so much fun. I love it. I mean, you could do it in the spring, but man, in the fall, it is just, (laughs) you know, I well, I even got into doing a little bit, um, this summer out deep and, uh, caught a few fish doing that, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of switched it up from the shaky head. Like we were on that swim bait bite with an underspin and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to whip a crankbait a few times and I caught some, some nice fish on it. And it's so much fun on that moderate rod, dude. Like, oh, you yeah. know, that rod loads up and it's just like game on, you know? Yeah. And like throwing like what, uh, like a flat sided, you know, uh, uh, crank out there. Um, I mean, those are usually going to generate some pretty hard hits, especially as the temperatures start to drop. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and that's just it too, right? Like, we talked about like how that water temperature transition kind of works out because you know all summer long like your warm water's been up on the surface your cool water's been out deep and you know that's why a lot of bigger fish transition out to that deeper thing and then right now with the cooler nights that surface temp is kind of cooling down um so that warmer water is kind of in that in between you know and then as the day warms up that water warms up and then they push up shallow and then they kind of go back out and then you know come winter time you know you hear about lake turnover basically what's happening is your cool water's on top and your warmer water's down deep um so that's why like when we ice fish a lot we're fishing deeper holes and things sure. like that or deeper structure because that's where the warmer water is the coldest water is actually right under the ice well it's you know, I, I think it has more to do with too that that those those temperature levels are constant at a certain depth mm-hmm. yeah 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 oh so, you're not having the fluctuation yeah. yeah yeah so that's you know they're pretty much just going to use everything else as like a buffer mm-hmm. yeah. You know? yeah 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 because i think even was it like i think i don't know if it was gene uh, Jensen that said it, or it was Ron Champion, but they were talking about fishing in Georgia, like in the dead of summer. Like you got to be careful how you fight your bass on the way up because mm-hmm. you could kill them because of the sure. temperatures. Yeah. So I mean that plays all into it. Yeah, I mean, it, but uh, yeah, the fall bite, man. It's I, you know I was just telling you like I miss already the north the northern falls. <laughs> you know, was, uh, northern autumn that is. You know, it was a high. Uh, like 65 today yeah see so it's actually, nice and cool it's, it's cool great. here right now um yeah but it was like hot you know like well yesterday you know well, and then today was the first day of fall wasn't it was it today or yesterday oh uh, i guess I yesterday i don't even pay attention to it anymore <laughs> well you the know? only reason why i know is because Susie had mentioned it on, you're probably uh, right 921 that seems about right yeah, today's the twenty second. Yeah, yeah. Either know. way, though, I mean, either way, it was either yesterday or today. <laughs> this transition, I think. I mean, if I had to pick, like, of all the seasons, I think, you know, fall, like, especially the transition into fall and even out of fall, it's probably some of the the best times of the year. I agree, man. You get those cooler nights, mm-hmm. still relatively warm during the day leaves are changing colors you know uh get a little bit more breeze um i don't know it just it it seems like 
nature is kind of making that transition and it's cool oh to, sure to sit back and watch it yeah you know whether you're fishing hunting whatever it may be you know? like remember how i mentioned like that smell in the air yeah, in the fall? Oh, yeah. it's like it's so distinct you know especially sure. in the midwest you know it's like uh it's it's it'll be interesting because i haven't experienced a fall out here yet so you know it's just it's funny like i'm like i want cold and these people are like you're nuts <laughs> you know <laughs> they're gonna be wearing winter jackets and you're gonna be wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt dude know? i know it's like it's uh man it's so funny I, the way these i've already had talks to some of the neighbors about it and they basically like end up bundling up and i'm like what are you talking about like i was like it's it gets down to like you know i mean it gets in the 40s and stuff but i mean but so what you know, it's like i don't know it's it's a it, it's kind of a wet cold out here so i get it because it's like technically a rainforest you know or the climate is out here but yeah so if anybody doesn't know i'm in the smokies in the east east tennessee yeah <clears throat> like in that area so i'm surrounded by mountains and we like the smoky mountains are like everywhere like even not, not even outside the smoky mountains there's smoky mountains so <laughs> you know <laughs> so we we don't call those smoky mountains but those are mountains too <laughs> well it's like i'm getting ready i'm i'm heading north this weekend uh duck season opens in northern wisconsin and uh, on saturday and uh we've been kind of watching the the weather forecast and uh it's basically 50 percent chance of rain saturday sunday and monday Ooh, sounds um, <laughs> well it's it's good duck weather but like the yeah. high is like 56 58 yep. degrees you know and uh i think i was telling you last night like the low up there tonight or last night was like 32 already yeah you know you're talking like right there right off a right on the border of upper peninsula michigan and and wisconsin mm -hmm. you know hop skipping a jump from lake superior so um which is good because it should start pushing some birds south and uh you know get them up moving around and things like that and i've already noticed mm -hmm. just over the past two weeks more birds showing up down here you know what i mean so you can kind of see that whereas i was up on the mississippi river like three weekends ago or whatever it was and we saw some of your you know wood ducks mallards things like that but you weren't seeing huge flocks or huge pods those were just like resident birds hanging out you know hmm. so it it should be interesting you know uh we're camping on a primitive site so the Mr. Buddy heater might be getting thrown in the truck already. I, I would bring it with. <laughs> I mean, especially like what you're going to be sleeping in, running that thing is not going to be a big deal. No, I mean, I've done it before. Like we've camped out on the ice, uh, you know, with it running and yep. you know, no issues. You just got to have the vents open. and It's plenty of airflow in that thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I mean, it's not because that's the ice, sh the ice shanty or not the shanty, but the ice shack. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a pop up. Yeah tent virtually you know and yep. uh i camped out of it uh when i was up on the mississippi a couple weeks ago just set up the cot in there man you got plenty of room super comfortable crack a window you know things like that is it uh is is it waterproof oh yeah 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 definitely okay. water too or waterproof uh, well you know chris, how that is it's different for like snow and stuff and then versus like rain chris yonk in the house 
It's been a while, my friend. It's not pronounced. It's pronounced Chris Joch. No, it's Yonk. <laughs> I know. I just get. <laughs> I, after what three years, I finally got it right. I, know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, him and uh, Grimsley did really well in their. Uh, I think I believe it was their trail championship, or it was yeah. one of their trail events. They both were up there. I think Chris took like third or fourth, and and once his face took first. Grimsley, really? Yeah, Grimsley. Yeah, he's been I, on a tear this year over there. I miss Grimsley, in, man. In he's, such a, he's such a riot. <laughs> I talked to uh, I talked to Eldridge the other day, and we had quite a few laughs. And uh, he's doing real well, and I miss That's him. That's cool. Yeah. So, fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions. That have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C. O-V-A-S dot com and don't go gently, y'all. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, it's uh you know, it's exciting times. I mean, and you know what deer season opens for you Saturday, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> nice. I'm ready. Well, it's kind of unique, right? Because obviously you've been hunting here in the Midwest for the past you know, a couple of years and yeah. you moved to Tennessee, go set a trail camera. And now you got elk showing up on your trail camera, which tons of elk. You're like, <laughs> dude, like what is this? I know. You know? I if I was hunting for elk, this is the thing though, right? If I was hunting for elk, I would have a lot of deer on that camera. So we know how this would go. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, but yeah, there's, I mean, I'm always sending you pictures of elk. I mean, I don't even send you all of them. I mean, there's well, that, that one yeah. bull elk that walked through the other day that you sent me was huge. I was yeah. like, dude, you got to get in on that because yeah, I, know. I know they opened that up, you know, and it's, yep. it's kind of cool to see that, you know, it's like, we talk about fish habitat restoration and stuff all the time, but, to see what they're doing for it's not necessarily hunting, but like mm -hmm. elk used to roam what 80% of the United States. And you're seeing a lot of, a lot of States reintroducing herds of elk in uh, all, all these different States and they're, they're thriving, you mm -hmm. know, which is, which is awesome to see. Like I know what Tennessee, Pennsylvania, uh, UP, 
uh, Wisconsin. Minnesota's probably got something going on, too. Yeah, I believe Minnesota, yeah, definitely has some. I mean, that whole northern part of the country, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, is pretty much getting reintroduced, which which is great, and it's cool to see, man. Like, how cool is that? Like, you could drive 20 minutes from your house and hear an elk bugling in the woods as you're taking a hike, you know, like. Yeah, it's 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 pretty unique, man. I mean, and here's a testament to like the whole conservation side of things, right? Because I mean, obviously, elk were like, you know, dang near, you know, wiped out, you know, yeah. back in the day in these areas, along with other animals, you know, because we were so awesome. Um, and then they, you know, they started bringing them back, and it's it's been so good, or it's it's actually it's working so well um, here in Tennessee that they're actually going to offer more tags next year. That's cool. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing up North Wisconsin, you know, from what I understand, you know, it's, uh, you know, those herds are growing and, and they're kind of spreading out a little bit. And, um, I don't know, man, like I, like I told you, I would start applying for that, get some preference points and things like that, because those are all lottery tags and things like that. But it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same way with Buffalo. Like I know, uh, in the Dakotas, you know, the Buffalo got wiped out years ago and yeah. they've rebuilt that to the point where now it's like you could almost go buy a tag over the counter. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, you know, and, and you know, the thing is too, it's funny with like the decrease of hunters and then like there's all this, you know, all these different animals now, you know, so I mean, you could, I mean, let's, uh, the reality of it is, you know, you get a, an elk. You know, and again, you can't do that all the time, but you get one and that's like a half year, half a year to a year's worth of meat, you know? Dude, I saw an epic, epic, uh, I should have saved it. Uh, I think uh, Waypoint TV shared it on their Instagram page and uh, it was two bull elk fighting in a creek. And the whole time I'm thinking, that's 1500 pounds versus 1500 pounds just smashing into each other like head on like they were whack you know like just ramming each other and just you know battling it out on the antlers and i'm like that's intense that's a lot of weight getting thrown around right now you know like people don't realize sometimes how big elk are you know they think it's the size of like a white-tailed deer and it's well, oh, it's five times that, you know, it's, it's definitely not. I mean, it, there's, it's like night and day. Well, it's the same thing with a moose, you know, like, oh, uh, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, I remember, <coughs> uh, talking to my uncle, uh, John rap in the house. So brother, two more, up, big Johnny? Daddy. two more, big daddy. Uh, um, talking to my uncle when he was stationed in, uh, Alaska, right. Um, you know, he's like, you hear about people hitting deer here and it smashes up their car a little bit, you know, like you may need a, a new bumper, windshield, something like that. He's like, in Alaska, people uh, slam into moose yeah. and it yeah. completely destroys their car and a lot of sure. people die from it. Yeah. Oh, we got uh, we got we got Eric in the house. We're gonna, oh, Jesus! <laughs> we're 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 popping his duck cherry this week. <laughs> yeah. Good old Farticus. 
<laughs> it's totally funny because when we were talking about the buddy here, I'm like, I might need not need it because we got Eric coming with yeah, us. There is, passing yeah. methane gas all night. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it, it's interesting, right? Like, you know, you see a video or uh, a photo of these uh of these animals. It, yeah, it, you don't get the actual perspective like a moose. I think no, on average is like what three thousand pounds. I have no idea. I, I, I all I know is I saw like the back end of one in Vermont. That was it. I've seen them a few <clears throat> times in the wild. Yeah. Everyone just says okay. like just stay away from them. <laughs> so average weight, <laughs> average weight of a moose is eight hundred and forty to fifteen hundred pounds. Oh yeah. Um, elk are 800 to 1200 is that what it is yeah i mean i'm sure you can get your 1500 pounders in there yeah uh, but average I mean, weight of a male elk is 700 to 750 and a female 5 to 550 see there's though i'm just gonna stop saying stats because i don't know anything <laughs> well i i knew one of them was 1500 pounds yeah. i just no, wasn't sure which one but i mean i guess it depends where you like i mean because i've seen large you know eight to twelve and you're right and then i also heard like four to five hundred you know uh, in some instances and i think maybe that has to do with um you know geographically like where they live what's available to them just like with deer right like you got you know deer are built different in the midwest versus like here and further south you know the deer are smaller so I typed in what's the average weight of an Alaskan moose, and it it's a it's slightly more. It's twelve to sixteen hundred pounds. Still a huge animal. Oh, dude! Yeah, I mean, we, can you imagine hitting that? It's like hitting a brick wall, bro. I remember like a long time ago, we were on a snowboard trip and we were going through Wyoming, and it was I think it was like in the evening or something, and we were going around a turn, and out and we had a Ford Escort, and the lights just went right like basically just. You saw the bottom half of an elk and that was it. You just saw four giant legs and like a bottom half of a body, you know, and then we just cruised right by. I was like, wow. I mean, you just, the lights didn't even go up any higher, you know? Sure. sure so, sure, sure. I mean, I, I can only, you know, wonder <clears throat> what would have happened to that escort had we made contact. Well, they, they reintroduced some moose out in that Colorado, Wyoming area, um, years back and those are thriving but uh I, eric may have even been on this trip with us but uh we were staying at my buddy's place in um uh right next to winter park and uh he's up on a mountainside and there was a moose just chilling in the ditch and i got hmm. photos of it on my facebook page um but i went walking up to that thing when that thing stood up i yeah. backed up and I was like, you know, these things are prone to, you oh. know, charge people and things yeah. like that. And like, they tell people stay away from them. Like, yeah. don't. And like, they're kind of blind and dumb, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Like, so when we were mountain biking out there, they were, uh, cause I mean, you know, over there at, uh, was it, uh, Kingston trails, I think is what it's called. It's been a while, long time. Um, they, they were saying, if you run into one, they're like, just stop and just kind of like, you know, dismount your bike and just stand there and chill. Sure. You know? And then sure. just don't make any, you know, don't, don't turn away from it. 
just like look at it stand there and i'm like i don't want to do anything like that I'm like you guys got bears out here too man i was like you guys all <laughs> kinds of danger up there it's you know not, not to mention you know, like i ran over a grouse that like nailed me in the leg <laughs> so uh so eric said uh he does remember that so he was on that colorado trip but i forgot about this one too uh we were up in the up and there was a moose that walked down uh the main drag up there in town mm. and uh eric slept and he had a few too many uh pops the night before so to speak <laughs> but uh yeah good stuff good yeah. stuff well you're you're kind of changing up tack this year for your deer hunt you want to talk about that a little bit like your setup yeah um i am gonna jump on the wagon and get it on, well i got a saddle um he jumped jumped, jumped on, on the, the wagon i jumped on jumped the saddle on. i jumped yeah. on the saddle wagon yeah saddle wagon there you the go. saddle wagon <laughs> um no it's cool uh i i you know the way i saw it was i, I see the the tree stands have a place, right? But it just see, seems so cumbersome to drag something like that around a lot, you know, all the time. And from like hunting with you, like we're so mobile. Mm -hmm. I really like that aspect, you know, uh, and I saw saddle, you know, saddle hunting as a way to still be able to do that, you know, so like you could still, I could still stalk and whatever. And then if I want to ascend a tree. I can still ascend a tree, you know, um, there's, there's just a lot of versatility to it. Um, I mean, and just for perspective, I mean, this is the saddle, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like everything you need to climb is right in here right now, you know, and this is the, uh, the latitude method too, um, which is probably one of the more expensive ones. I mean, tethered, so some more affordable tethered is kind of under latitude, but in terms of price, uh, oh, what's that new one? That's, oh, it's like the rage cruiser. I think it's called <clears throat> that cruiser one looks like a great option. You could buy all in one setup. I think it's on Amazon too. Um, but I, even latitudes on Amazon, but anyway, this is the whole setup, man. Um, I mean, it was, what's cool about there is they have magnets in there. So it just kind of collapses on itself and closes up. Um, it's also too because they have a two-part system, and the magnets hold it together. <clears throat> so and they're pretty good magnets too. But they have this. So you you basically have a lumbar support, and then you've got the saddle itself. So when you want stuff out of the way, the magnets just collapse on it, and you know it's out of the way, pretty much. But yeah, it's really cool, man. I mean, I've had to kind of educate myself on more knots uh things of that nature and you know the what if scenarios um mm -hmm. you know because it is kind of weird but i guess it's not, it's not really because i mean if you're doing hang on stands and everything else it's in a way it's kind of the same thing but not you know in terms of how you tether yourself and, and hang there basically um but there's a lot more versatility with the saddle too because you could go 360 around a tree you know yeah especially well you need a platform right yeah i don't have that um that i'll do have that but it's downstairs um yeah the platform is basically like a tr uh like a tree stand like a hang on stand uh base except it's more like you know about this well it can be smaller of course but 
mine's kind of, you know, I wanted both my feet to fit on there. So sure. <clears throat> and I ended up with the, uh, the tethered predator XL, mm-hmm. um, you know, which again, there are some cheaper options, but I think when it comes to the platforms, I'm definitely going to spend that money. Well, I guess that you would anyway, just from a safety standpoint, even on a saddle, but definitely on a platform, um, you know, you might as well just try to get the best in. And, and, and tethered is not the best, but like they're, you know, basically up there with all the other really good ones. Sure. Um, Cause even latitude makes, you know, one and all that, but uh, yeah. So you have, so basically you have this and then you have a platform um, of course, and also climbing sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could do sticks, you can do four sticks, three sticks, two sticks, one stick. Uh, there's all different ways to get up that tree. And um, a lot of like arborist type, uh, uh, applications are applied that's where tethered came from sure <clears throat> um but yeah i mean it, it's really interesting though it's kind of cool because i'm also learning like how to climb trees or ropes you know yeah it's well going back to the versatility i, I think it was last night i was watching a uh, hunting public video on youtube if you guys don't follow them go give them a yeah follow. go follow them they're worth it um we mentioned them in the tick episode and we gotta, we gotta jump on that too, uh, after, after this, but, uh, um, they were out scouting, bumped a buck, went back to that same relative area. The next day, uh, they were, had their saddles climb up in a tree. Um, this buck is cruising straight for him. Um, but then kind of turned and dropped down behind a hill a little bit, but it was super windy. So they popped down the tree, circled around the backside of the hill and came out. This deer walked, I think he said it was 12 yards from him and just smoked this giant. Yeah. When they first saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that too. When they first saw it, it was like 30 yards away and they were like going up like that little gully. Yeah. Like, and they were just like, Man, ankle deep in like crunchy leaves too, which it was like, I mean, it was yeah. like the loudest yeah. you've ever been, you know, but yeah, that was, that was pretty intense. I mean, that was smart. Cause again, you can, if you're like, ah, oh, this isn't working, you can get down and those guys don't necessarily like, they'll just get down. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll leave the platform up there and yep. everything else. Yep, yep. And they'll just, they'll cruise and then they'll just go back, you know, and go get their stuff. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that scenario because I had a couple situations last year where I probably could have capitalized on doing that instead mm-hmm. of just staying planted in the tree, um, you know, because I was downwind of the deer. Yeah. Or, you know, they were, he was upwind, whatever. Um, but I could have probably capitalized on that situation had I gotten down. And it was like one of those things, like it, it makes you kind of think like, Oh, maybe I'm doing this a little wrong or, well, or, Hey, like this is an option. Like yeah. I can get down and, you know, yeah. get in front of this deer and, you know, get a better opportunity, so to speak, to harvest. I think it's effort, right? I mean, it, I think, you know, when you go in there and I've been, I mean, and I've had situations that are beyond hunting where I go into a situation and I'm like, I'm only doing this, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's, and that's all I do, you know, well, and, I paid yeah. the price for that, you know, but. Well, that's just it, right? Like, it, it's the same way. Like, I'm, you know, I've 
I talked about it last year. Um, I'm using the same setup this year, but I got climbing sticks and a hang on tree stand, lone wolf tree, tree stand, which super lightweight, definitely an investment, but well worth it when you're packing in, you know, mile, half mile, whatever it may be. But, um, you know, you do all that work to set up that stand and then you're like, well, why would I get down out of this? You know, like mm-hmm. I'm at the vantage point, but realistically the vantage point is where in front of wherever that deer is going, right? Whether you be on the ground, up in a tree, shooting them from a helicopter, whatever, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. the advantage is being in front of that animal, you know, in the direction they're heading. Yeah. So, I mean, and even like we were talking about, like, so when I go out this weekend, <coughs> I got to do something like some grown up stuff on Sunday, but I'm still going to get out. But You're on Saturday, I guess, I know, according to my license, not in my head, though. <laughs> but uh, as every man, according to your feet. according to your license, you're an old man. I'm just I don't saying. know what you're talking about. I'm a young buck. But uh, no, eventually but I mean, that baby face is going away, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all good. I just stay out of the sun and be like, you know, Dracula. But, uh, but, uh, no, I mean, you know, I was talking about, you know, so I'm going to bring the saddle and in the morning hit the tree, but I'm also, because of where I'm hunting, um, there's a ground blind option. So I'm going to bring my little ground blind with, um, and I'm still deciding on which one. I don't know if I want to do like the bow one or the crossbow one. Sure. But I mean, I'm going to stay versatile. So that way, if one doesn't work out, I kind of know where I can basically sit over a nice field and have, you know, a pretty good reach into some areas I've seen plenty of animals come out to, especially at dusk. Sure, sure, sure. You sure. know. Yeah, I mean, those those animals are going to move down the same game trail, you know. So, yep. I mean, that's the thing, you know. It's, yeah, and, and, and I saw where they go, out, like, they come out and go in, too. So, that's like half the battle right there. Like I told you, I hope a bull elk comes in at 20 yards and just starts howling at you yeah i know it's like even all i can do is watch you know <laughs> i'll try to get some video or something but that's yeah but how cool is that you know what i yeah, mean like I, I don't know that's something i've always fascinated <clears throat> about like just you know having a bull elk just walk you know yeah within shooting distance and just bugle like that's yeah. got to be so intense whether i'm hunting it or not you know just to see that massive animal make that huge noise you know just right there in your i I suspect it'll probably happen because i mean you know when you get out there in the mornings especially now that temperatures are starting to dip at night sure um it it gets like smoky out here so to speak and you nothing can see very far in front of it so you never know what's gonna come walking by really sure you know, sure, it's, sure, sure. it's like the best possible cover, like, especially in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. I'm I'm excited to hear about uh, opening morning for you. And I'm, you know, excited for, you know, my good friend Eric in the chat to uh, yeah get up north, experience his first duck season. And, you know, we kind of introduced him to... Uh, rifle deer season last year and he had a really good time even though he didn't harvest an animal but he's like dude just this whole experience was really Mm -hmm. cool so you know i mean i'm excited for that man i always love seeing people get into the outdoors no matter what it 
what it is, you know. <laughs> the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. So, bad game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I, that's another thing I can't wait to do out here is so I just from talking to a lot of people, um, at least on the east side of the state, archery really isn't that big, <clears throat> in which dumbfounds me, but also I'm not going to say I understand it. But when I moved here, I'm like, where are all the archery stores? You know, because sure. I'm used to like over by you. You got one in like next town over from you. You know, it's, right. <clears throat> I had a shooting range, you know, and shop. And I mean, they're just accessible here. Not so much, you know. And then I found out everybody. Well, not everybody, but a large majority of the state are Orange Army. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So that's when everybody comes out of the woodwork, you know. And plus out here, the rut is the first two weeks of November. So, and that's, you know, pretty much when they're allowed to come out and play, <laughs> you sure. know, like sometime sure. in, I got to look up the date, but, but I'm going to join it this year. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, why not? I mean, exactly. I mean, it's what an experience. I mean, you know, when you're, you know, not counting Wisconsin, but when you're so used to restrictive rules and regulations in Illinois, mm-hmm. or, I mean, obviously you can't, even, I mean, you can do there are variances on the rifles that you can use now, but largely it's always been slugs. Sure. Um, it's in terms of hunting and somebody will be like, not in private. Yeah, I know not in private, but you get my point. Right. But, but in Wisconsin, right. You could just, one of the things I love about Wisconsin is you go to a stretch of public land. You just walk in with your rifle, mm-hmm. you know, but even better than that, Tennessee's rifle season is like a month and a half. Oh, that's crazy, dude. You know what I mean? So it's, and you could just, <coughs> I mean, there's regulations everywhere, right? But you can, you know, as long as you like look everything up, I mean, there's state regulations and then there's, um, uh, what's it called? Hunting area regulations. And there's different levels of hunting areas. So they all offer something different. Sure. Um, but I mean, it's just bottom line is this is going to be cool because it's just, all I had to do is just drive up into the mountains and then just start, you know, I don't have to do that, but I mean, where I am though, that's where I'm going to go. Um, there are some other areas that are a little, uh, more like plains friendly, but we're talking like two hours West, you know, getting into like more butted up against farmland and stuff like that. There's not a ton of that here. Sure. You've got to rely on what the forest can provide more than, you know, corn and soy and whatever else is out there. Right, right, right. <clears throat> no, it should be cool, man. I'm interested to see how that uh, all turns out for you, man. And I 
I'm excited, man. It's it's always cool to uh, hunt a new area, state, whatever it may be. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's all kinds of different terrains. You know. Yeah, and everybody's really cool out here. You know, but uh, I mean, I don't. It, it's just really neat to explore these areas. You know, um, of course, there's some drawbacks to that, but. Um, <laughs> But uh, I mean, it's it, it's this is beautiful country, man. It, it just really is, you know. And I really can't I can't wait until you come out here or some of the other guys, you know, and really just, you know, we can all dive deep into this, man. But it's just really amazing out here. Uh, yeah. It's you know, you can really stretch out your arms out here, you know. For sure, for <laughs> sure. Well, we were talking about that the other night on the phone, you know, like in Tennessee with all that uh, TVA land, you know, on the waterways and stuff. You know, it's so much public land. Like, you know, we looked at down by Eastport, uh, shout out to Eastport Marina, you know, on Dale Hollow Lake. Like, that's virtually almost all public land on the shoreline. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there is some private chunks, obviously, here and there. But, you know, when we're typically down there in the spring, there's guys coming down to go out turkey hunting. And Oh, yeah. You know, I know... uh, when we were out there in the fall too, like, you know, there was guys out deer hunting and, you know, being able to access some of that land coming in off water, because a lot of it is, is kind of landlocked, right? It's Mm -hmm. private public water. You know what I mean? So you almost have to approach it that way, but you're getting into areas that are virtually almost untouched doing that, which is super unique you know what whether you're using a kayak a boat you know whatever Mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of options out here i see all kinds of uh at this point all kinds of hunters that are out here and just the uh uh i guess the options that they have sure it's pretty it's pretty cool i mean of course kayaks right um your your reach is gonna be real i mean especially with a motor Mm -hmm. i mean you're gonna be able to do a lot like a lot of hunting with something like that i mean that's that's how we're duck hunting this weekend kayaks and uh motor and you know just uh getting back to some stretches and um you know some of it i'm familiar with from last year but you know like i see brad's in the chat you know i was talking to him and uh we're gonna go out in it or i'm gonna go out and you know scout some areas that uh you know may have some really good potential that are you know off some beaten path like logging road logging roads you know gravel roads stuff like that in the middle of nowhere in the middle of this national forest so um you know or state forest it is um so it'll be super unique man and uh i'm excited for it yeah, I wish, man. It's it's funny. Like now, like there's some regret sets in, you know, because I'm like I can't go on these adventures anymore and like learn some new stuff. I told um, you, all you got to do is fly into yeah. Chicago, Madison, or Milwaukee. I'll pick you up. I got a spare shotgun. Yeah, good to go, bro. <laughs> I'll drop you back off at the airport on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like wham bam you know flying friday night hunt saturday hunt like, sunday morning fly like, back sunday <laughs> sir do you have dead ducks in your suit or in your carry-on i know like <laughs> what would be the logistics of that like how do i get those back 
a lot of times what guys do is uh dry ice and uh package them up in a box and ship them like ups like second day or whatever all right the dry ice will last you a little bit so (laughs) i (laughs) brad i i really really want to um I'm like behind I'm like between a rock and a hard place here with this new job. Well, uh we were talking about we were talking about that last night, you know? Like we're we we don't have the luxury of Brad where like yeah. The second down to the second when the time turns to legal shooting light, Brad is climbing out of his stand cuz he's already yeah. got a deer on the ground. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. because he just shot it right yep. at, you know, the flicker I know the second, you know? and you know, it's funny as a hunter, like you're, you're out there and you're like, all right, cool. I'm in a good place, you know? And you know, that Brad's got like this private section, you know, next to the public. And then <laughs> as soon as it gets light out and you know, just in general, you're just listening. And then, you know, and, and I remember like, we were like, that was close. Like that sounds like Brad. Oh, sure I knew enough. it was like you in know, our sure group enough. text. I was like, yep, Brad got one. I was yeah. like, Cause I knew like, Cause I'm familiar with that lay of like his land. I've helped him, uh, drag a couple deer out and do some scouting and things like that over there. And, uh, and he told me what tree stand he was going to go in and I knew where his stand was and the direction that, that crack came from. I was like, yep, Brad's yep. done. I'm I know. Like, Pretty sure that was Brad. I know. It's so funny I too. Brad and I was like, was yeah. that you? He's like, yep. I'm done. I was, I was going <laughs> to say, then we all start communicating through phones. Like, you know, right after that, you know, yeah. It's like everyone wants to know where it came from, and, you yeah. know. But not only that, you hear Brad, and then you hear crack, crack, you know. And you're like, man, all these farmlands, everybody's just getting into them. Yeah, Brad, <clears throat> just just get it done, boys. We try, we try. Yeah, but no, it's it's super exciting. So, uh, I, before we forget about it, we gotta we gotta do the tick update, and I want to oh, yeah. I want to throw this out there because. I think you told me you got some hate mail from it. And uh, yeah. I know I was talking with uh, my good friend, Matt Gibson about it. And uh, he's like, so this is a funny story, man. He, he was listening to that episode on the way to his club's championship, gets out of his truck, unloads his boat, goes, parks his truck, gets on the water. And he's like starting to freak out. He's like checking his legs and stuff for ticks now. <laughs> And then he realized, like, I didn't even walk through grass. I walked through a gravel parking yeah. lot. What am I doing? <laughs> he's they're like, at, they're, they're he's everywhere. Like, and I've, I've had a couple people mention to me, like, they're they're they're, they're kind of like weirded out by it now. And it's, you know, the thing was, and and huge shout out and thank you to Steiger for coming on and kind of sharing his story. You know, I'm sure that's not an easy thing to talk about, but. You know, that dude's been through a lot, and um, the fact that he's found some stuff that has helped him through all that stuff that could potentially help many, many other people. Um, And, you know, obviously there was a worry with you that, you know, hey, Jay might have Lyme disease or something because you had a a breakout rash and things like that, and you just didn't know. Um, But you got some blood work done, and the results came back negative (laughs) yeah so no so what it was too is i still have some of the bumps um uh (laughs) tick man that's right tick man you know i like to get under your skin 
but uh <laughs> i think that's more matt's thing though but uh no i mean um so yeah so i mean actually the people have reached out like have been helpful um it's yeah like you said hate mail it was, it was really hate mail everybody's a uh, lot of good uh ideas and you know things to look out for and just kind of you know comparing notes you know aaron's been a you know a big help uh with that i've been talking to him um and i ended up getting the doxycycline uh as a seven day two pill yeah two pill a day for seven days uh treatment and then i got the vital plan sure um Honestly, yeah, you I like ordered that while we were on the podcast. Or I did, I did, and and I'm doing uh, the the two uh, applications a day of like three pills each, which is a lot. But I, you know what? I'll be honest, man. I don't know if I feel any different with that stuff. Um, it's really expensive, and I'm expecting like I don't know. I want like a superpower or something because <laughs> <clears throat> the amount of money those things cost. Like I really, really hope they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um. Because you really don't feel it per se, but then again, maybe I'm not applying it all the way. Like you know, maybe I'm not. What'd you think it was going to be like oxycotton or something? No, it's not that. It's just that you just I don't like. Where are these differences? You know what I mean? Like it's you just look for just something to be more on the up and up, you know. And I'm not saying things are worse or better. It's just like, and I'm like, you know. just the amount of money that they cost. You're like, I really hope these things are doing something, you know, and it's more of like a POS thing. Sure. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I got treated. So I got tested for alpha gal, which is, that's like the lone star tick bite. Um, I think some American dogs, uh, dog ticks can give you those. Sure. Uh, but that's where you're allergic to red meat. Mm -hmm. So like, it would be like cows and and it's different variations. It's not like you eat something and you puke your brains out. Uh, it really just, it has to do with you. Um, I guess it extends to pork. Um, it doesn't extend to deer, which is interesting. Um, uh, but again, I don't know that like your body could be different. Mm-hmm. Um, some people break out in rashes. Some people get like swollen lift noise or whatever. It, it just hits you different. Some people you get barely anything. Uh, you know, it's, there's other stuff, you know, like more intestinal stuff that'll happen too. But, um, I don't know. Like I was really, it, it's, it's, you know, it's crazy. Cause when you look at the two diseases, right. Oh, and then alpha gal doesn't go away, you know? Yeah. So that stays with you. So does the you know, Lyme will go away, but alpha gal stays with you. And if you get another tick bite, I guess it really amps it up again. Sure. <clears throat> Especially if it's, you know, from one of those ticks, but I, it becomes like a wager of like, you know, those two, I mean, yeah. there's, there's four, right. But those two are like the most major. And you're like, if I had to choose between, each you know either one of these i still don't know what i would pick because they both suck in their own way you know and they affect you in different ways you know so it's like but uh no everything is good no i was just gonna say well hopefully some folks learn some stuff from that episode and that they you know now they're educated they're watching out for it and they don't end up with either you know that's that's the yeah. winning formula. You don't end up with anything, yep. you know. Like, I, yeah, just treat your clothes with the permethrin. Uh, you know, they have like lotion for your skin that's going to be exposed. You can do that stuff. They got sprays. Um, yeah, <laughs> Matt's a nut. 
but uh i mean there's you just gotta take the pre- the precautions because like we're all getting older right i mean it's a yeah. few younger bucks out there you know it's different when you're younger versus when you're older and stuff just tends to stick with you a little longer and it might hit you harder so sure you know and i was freaked out you know about it so that just basically taught me like okay well then you've learned your lesson dude yeah you know and it's we really can't say i'm like out of the woods either right sure we wait we waited the four weeks got the blood test but i could still show signs of it down the line sure uh more like lyme i guess but but i mean there's still always that chance so you just really got to take it seriously and protect yourself i mean and your family for that matter yeah you know it's like what if you're in the car and you get one of those in the car and that stupid thing's hanging out and then it latches on to one of your kids or you know well same thing like you know you come home sit on the couch in your clothes and you know they jump on the couch and next thing you know wife kids dog whatever sits down and yeah all they need is a host yeah right you know so i mean but you know if you do bring one in the house and it doesn't get on anything it it's likely to dry to die it's gonna dry up because our houses are not humid and that's where they thrive yeah yeah it's interesting man and you know i'm I'm glad you're all right and you know everything came back clear and hopefully it stays that way you know what i mean yeah i'm still a little weirded out um i mean you know dude every time i go out like i was telling you the other day dude i went and switched the camera location and uh did some scouting and stuff and every time i get back to the truck i'm like god damn you jay and i'm like looking at my legs like pulling my pant legs up checking my yep. shoes making sure because i didn't have my boots with me but uh you know it, it but at the same time you know i'm thinking to myself as i'm driving down the road after that like man i'm glad like i'm more aware of it because i used to be so neg- negligent towards know. it you know we got I mean? away with murder sure my god like i just i don't i, I mean if we did get bit i didn't know it i mean I think, okay wrong i've had a couple ticks on me but i mean <laughs> In, in in the past, but what I'm saying is, you know, yeah, I know I saw that. Brad Brad said uh, that's why when I come home, I get naked and let the wife give me a good once over. Yeah, D- dude, you know what's <laughs> yeah, funny? We know what you're trying to do, yeah. pal. L- let me tell you, like how uh... Brad's like, I'm just gonna go yeah. home and tell my wife I was hunting so I can get naked. Maybe something happens. Well, I remember when I found that one that I was talking to you when I was on the phone with you, and I found it. Yeah, and then I, I and. <laughs> and then uh, I called Kathy and I was like, Hey, I was like, you've got to take this thing out. I can't do it. Like I can't, it's not at a good angle. I'm not going to be able to do anything for it. And let me just tell you, like you get like, a, you kind of get like this little view into maybe what prison life is like, <laughs> you know, and you know, just imagine yourself, you know, standing next to your loved one. And then you're like, Oh, and then, well, and then they're like, oh, I don't have a good angle here. Can you get a little higher? <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, sure. I'll stand on the side of the tub and then lean over and put my hands on the wall, you know? And it's just like, you're just having, like, it is such, you really, yeah, you really got to be in a good place <laughs> and just hope, you know, there ain't no surprises coming because <laughs> you ain't ready. <laughs> you know <laughs> that was uh one of the more embarrassing moments in my life 
<laughs> and I hope that see. So now I'm going to even spray permethrin on my skin. Don't do that's a joke. But oh, I mean, man. because I don't want to go hunting with you guys, and I have to have a situation. <laughs> hey, you guys got to check me. Um, I'm going to bend over and cough real quick. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's. Oh, well, God. I remember there was uh, there was a situation one time we were we were taking a trip up to the UP, and I think it was that same trip uh, Eric went on. And on the way up, we got uh, pretty much right on the border of Wisconsin and uh, and uh, the UP, and we camped uh, in some tall grass off the side of the road. And uh, we go to breakfast the next morning. And when we were breaking down camp, we noticed there was a bunch of ticks, like, in one of the tents. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. And we're sitting at breakfast, and uh, our buddy Joe like felt something on his back. So he's like, Hey man, like we come check it out. And we're in the middle of this like little podunk diner bathroom. Yeah. And he lifts up his shirt and sure enough, he had a tick in his back. So I had to, you know, I got a, I had a sewing kit or something with us and heated up a needle and uh, with a lighter and just poked it in the back of the head. It backed out, got it out. But then, you know, I'm like, dude, you know, check the rest of yourself so he's in the bathroom stall you know doing a, a whole inspection yeah, a once know? over uh uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah you're uh <laughs> i know <laughs> all right we're, we're getting a little carried away here. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah we're getting away from the pg stuff i know we're getting into like 13 range here buddy <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, Eric said he thought he had a tick as well. I think I found one like crawling on me or something. Like we definitely found the infestation, yeah. you know. And, Dude. and that was the thing we were setting up camp at like I think it was like midnight or something, eleven o'clock. And you know, we just pitched tents, crawled in, passed out. Next morning, woke up, broke down camp, and you know that's when we discovered these ticks in the tents. And then I think everybody kind of checked themselves and. You know, unfortunately, you know, Joe found one in his back. He was totally fine, got it out, but it was just, it was, you know, it's one of those situations, man, where it's yeah. just like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it wouldn't be so bad if the damn things weren't like carrying diseases now. You right, know? right, right, right. Yeah, like if it was a, just a, like a mosquito bite, right? You know well, what I mean? Then you got West Nile, dude. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, but it just never ends. You know, I right. mean, just things are becoming more prevalent. You know, sure, that's the problem. sure, sure, sure. You know, that you just got in it, the way it's swarming the country. I mean, really, the only way you're going to escape it is in those colder um, locations. You know, like Canada. Um, uh, I mean, it's high as sixty-five today, dude. We're getting there. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing too, right? I mean, your ticks. You'll have like that die off or whatever the hell yeah. they go, where they go, and whatever they do, they can go somewhere. Um, yeah, like when it gets colder, you know, right. I mean, and then you could be a little looser with, uh, or more loose, looser, I don't know, whatever, uh, with more how you're treating it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
because after a while they're not going to be able to survive out there. Again, they need heat. They need like humidity sure. to a certain level. Yeah. You know. So yep. it's just like bees, right? It gets too cold, a bee can't fly. Right. Um, you know, so but just be safe, I guess. You know, it's don't put yourself in that situation and cuz I've already heard people that like that their kids got it. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and I'm like that's bad for a little kid cuz that'll really jack you up. I think the only thing that younger kids have going for themselves is their immune system yep. for the most part is obviously working full gear. Whereas us old guys, it's starting to deteriorate, you know, and it's not as strong as it used to be. So no, no, but, but uh, but yeah, so good stuff, man. Yeah. I like this. We got to do this more often. Just no. a slow chat. We're this already in like, an hour. I, I saved up all these words. All <laughs> Somebody's going to have to get the count on how many times Jay talked tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, you talked quite a bit in that uh, tick episode because you were freaking out and thought you were gonna die yeah you never know lad am i gonna wake up tomorrow i don't know <laughs> right, right, right. but uh no good stuff man uh good luck this weekend dude hope uh hope we're getting some trophy pictures from you yeah i hope so too you guys too man you too eric you know man up brad's gonna <laughs> be uh grouse hunting and he's uh, he's duck hunting with us on uh sunday so should be cool i'm excited man yeah but uh Good stuff, man. Good luck to everybody out there getting ready to uh, go out there and enjoy the hunting season. I know, you know, some seasons have already been open. Some guys are uh, and gals are harvesting some animals, which is cool to see. Uh, those of you still out there fishing, get after it. Now is the time to be on the water and, uh, you know, catch that fish of a lifetime. And this is just like the spawn, right? You know, like you have that chance at that big big fish so and, and not only that but you got a lot of other cool fisheries like up in the north here you got like the salmon runs going on right now out of the great lakes and yeah walleyes, um, walleyes are waking up the walters the yep. walters are going we're going to be eating some walters this weekend uh i got some in the freezer that uh, i'm pulling out tonight and we're going to have a little fish fry at camp so i'm excited for that i uh caught few nice ones this year out on the home lake so saved them for uh for hunting camp so i'm excited man yeah oh, i want to say too i got a couple things wrong on the gun season i got mixed up with turkey season oh, <laughs> turkey oh. season's like a month and a half and then it's still broken up by weeks depending on where you're at uh, sure. out here in tennessee um so it's not as vast as i said i mean you're you know there's muzzle loader out here and all that other good stuff but it's still That'll all new to Jay's me next purchase yeah, it's like no, I'm not doing that. I'm already, I'm good. <laughs> I I had a chance to get one of those before. I was like, eh, I just don't know if I want to learn that. I keep thinking about it. I think it'd be cool. It'd be cool <laughs> I mean, you could. Ex- I mean, I I might have a different opinion down the road, but like like Pennsylvania. Um, I think I saw this on a. Oh, it it was a hunting. Pu- it was either a hunting public episode or it was a meat eater episode. And uh, Pennsylvania's got a flintlock season where they oh, use the cool. old flintlocks. Yeah, yeah, super cool. I always thought that'd be awesome. Yeah. So Yeah, we got a first-timer out here, man. Yeah. Joseph Gaten. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Welcome to the show, brother. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, 
thanks everybody that tuned in tonight live uh if you guys missed part of the show you could always go back rewatch on facebook youtube uh gets uploaded to the podcast mm-hmm. platforms right away just uh search paddle the letter n and finn and uh yeah shout out to all the podcast listeners uh you guys are awesome thanks everybody for tuning in mr randall thanks for saying more than two words tonight hey no problem buddy <laughs> Good luck, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. We're here uh, typically 7 Central, 8 Eastern. We did a little early tonight because I got to get packed up, ready to go, because I'm leaving right after work tomorrow or as soon as Eric gets his ass to my house. Uh, That means hurry up, Eric. No dilly-dallying. But, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, man, Uh, we will see you guys next week. As always, tight lines. Smooth battle. Peace. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddle and fin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. Through the blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta and Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.